Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! In the Bible with you, uh, we're going to go into our scripture for today, uh, and that will be Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. Ross really kindly flashed that up on screen, but if you're there, can I hear a good amen? Not there yet? <laughs> amen. I hear Sean say amen. Sean, go there first. <laughs> Man, cool. Let's read. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. Therefore, whoever hears this saying of mine uh, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And they did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears this saying of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. Man. You know, recently, uh, well, not recently, but in the last, I guess, yeah, recently, in the last sort of year, uh, year and a half or so, uh, you know, I've been, you know, I've come to a stage in my life where uh, I've been, you know, thinking about, you know, uh, Things, things in life, right? Decisions in life, right? Uh, and I come to the stage where I was thinking of, you know, uh, possibly, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about houses just now, possibly, you know, investing in, in a house, right? And I've been saving for it since I started work uh, and um, putting the little that I have uh, <laughs> into my bank account going, you know, I should not touch this uh, even, even though I want to buy something for myself. I shouldn't touch this uh, for the last many, many years of starting work. Uh, and, you know, I've been going around trying to find, uh, uh, you know, looking for, you know, a house in Bristol. Uh, and and uh, how many of you here has a dream home, a dream house, you know, uh, uh, a house, you know, when you think of, you know, you, you want to have uh, as, you know, if I have this house, I want to have this house in the future, and if I have this, you know, it'll be perfect. Uh, you know, I made a mistake of not thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I went, I went to view a few houses, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I decided, you know, why not try going for a, a new build, right? Uh, because, you know, new build, you know, uh, fancier, nicer, right? Uh, and so I thought, yeah, why not I do that? And so I, uh, yeah, I went and uh, my first house viewing, I went and, uh, you know, view the house, view the place, view a showroom. Uh, and then the, 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 the agent there, uh, normally, you know, you view the house and after there's an office that you go and sit down and then you talk to them. Uh, and, and the first question she asked me was, uh, so what are you looking for? Uh, and uh, I was like, uh, a house. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and she said, no, 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 as in, as in you know, uh, what's, your, what's your budget? You know, are you looking for an apartment? Are you looking for, uh, you know, a, a, a landed property? What are you looking for? How many bedrooms? Uh, and if you know me, uh, I, I did something, I said something that was very me. I said, yeah, anything. Uh. <laughs> and, and I think it became really awkward after that. Right, <laughs> but but you see, uh, what, what what I'm trying to get at is right uh, is that you know all of us has have a dream home. You know, I went home and I had to proper think about you know what I would like. Uh, you know, if I were to you know be able to have a house in the future, what would I like to have? Right, and and houses is one of those things that we always have a dream about, uh, and we always have this perfect home that we want uh, because you know it's a big part of life. Right, uh, house represents a lot of things. Right, uh, family. Uh, it represents where you belong. It represents protection. It represents, uh, for many of us, success. Right, 
success, right? I think about, you know, the house that I want, oh, no money, but, you know, when I'm successful, I'll get it, right? Uh, and, 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 you know, Jesus here uh, was talking about the parable of uh, the wise and the foolish builder, and that is my title for today. Uh, and he was, uh, this is, to give you a bit of context, uh, this was at the end of the Sermon of the Mount. So Jesus uh, spoke to the multitudes about many different things. Uh, and this was the, he was coming to a close of uh, his, the Sermon of the Mount. And this was a parable that he shared. And uh, he used this as an illustration of a house. Uh, a house as an illustration of our lives. Uh, and um, there's a few things that we can pull out from here. Uh, that, you know... Uh, uh, that truth about life uh, that we can pull out from this parable. You know, I, I, I've written down here four things, uh, and that's, uh, and we, we'll take them in order. The first truth about life uh, in this parable is that making decisions is a part of building our lives. How many of us can agree that uh, life always causes you to have to make a decision, right? Uh, there's always a choice to make. There's always a decision to make. Uh, and just like how in this parable, the two builders uh, first had to choose how to, uh, that they wanted to build a house, right? Uh, just like how I had to choose, you know, you know I had to decide, you know, actually I want to go for, uh, to buy a house, right? Uh, uh, the two builders had to choose uh, to build their house. And not only that, uh, they chose, they had to make a decision of where to build their house, right? Uh, then that brings me on to the second uh, truth about life. Uh, and that is, um, we can freely choose how we want to build our lives. So we said how, you know, we all have to make decisions in life. And then the second point, the, the, the second truth of life is that uh, in all those decisions, we are freely to choose. We are free to choose how we want to, 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 to make those decisions. Just like how the builders had the choice. Free choice, free will. One chose to build on the rock. The other chose to build on the sand. The third truth is this is that life is not just rainbows and butterflies. Life comes with a share of problems and difficulties. Um, you know, we, in the parable, Jesus talked about the winds, the floods, uh, and the rain. Uh, and when, uh, in the Bible, when, you, when, when, when it talks about storm, often we, uh, it talks about you know, the storms in life. Uh, and what that tells us is that you know, uh, life will, will, will have its shares of problems, disappointments, uh, and uh, uh, sometimes those are, uh, you know, just uh, things happening around us. Uh, but many times that's because of, you know, uh, sometimes decisions that we make as well, right? And even in those problems, in those storms, in those uh, uh, difficulties, there are decisions to make, right? And the fourth truth is this, which links back to the third point, is that our decisions have consequences. Like how the two builders chose to build on two different ground. Uh, the wind, the rain, the flood hit both. Uh, the consequences were different. One stood firm and one fell. So those are the four truths in life and, and uh, the, even the one that says about decisions and consequences. Uh, even as I was talking about that, I remember about something that happened last night uh, at uh, Gareth and Karine's house. Uh, harmless, harmless, uh, harmless example. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, uh, before coming up to London, I, I asked Gareth, you know, should I bring a towel? Uh, 
<laughs> and and Gary said, uh, oh no, it's okay, we got spare, right? So I said, okay, cool. So I came without a towel, right? Uh, and we arrived last night at 10 o'clock, about 10 o'clock, 10.15. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm sweaty, you know, I want to go shower, right? Uh, and Karine very graciously knew that I wanted to shower, so she went and took a towel and she put it on the, on the sofa, right? Uh, what, what, I, what I was doing was, because I was preparing, I wasn't paying attention, right? Uh, I just heard Karine say, yeah, this is a towel for you. I was like, oh, okay, right? And then I wanted to go and shower. I took my clothes, everything, all my toiletries. I went and showered. And after I showered, I reached out my hand and I touched the supposed towel that I had. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, this feels weird. <laughs> this doesn't feel like a towel. Uh, lo and behold, it actually was the fleece blanket that was on, that was on the couch. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Right? Uh, and, <laughs> and I remember just going to the door and going, Gareth, I got a funny feeling I don't have the towel. <laughs> I said that to him and he looked at us and he brought me the towel, right? But simply, and, and the funny thing was that, you know, that uh, before going to shower, I actually, in my mind, I was thinking, should I just ask Gareth and just check whether what I have is a towel, right? Or, or, or and then the other, the other thing I thought about was, you know, should I bring my phone? Because I normally listen to music in, in the shower, but I thought, you know, ah, no need, lah, just leave it outside. Uh, but because of the decisions that I made of not asking, not double-checking, and not bringing my phone to the shower, uh, <laughs> I ended up stranded in the toilet for a bit, not knowing what to do, right? <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, a harmless, a harmless example, uh, but showing how much, you know, decisions in life uh, can have consequences. Uh, and, and for many of us, uh, especially, you know, in Bristol, uh, and I'm sure many of us here, uh, in Bristol especially, we've got a lot of students uh, that's graduating this year, uh, and uh, a lot of people have a lot of important decisions to make in life. Uh, where to go next? Uh, what job to stay on. You know, I personally had to make that decisions uh, many years ago when I graduated. And even on a, on a yearly basis right now, decisions of whether, you know, do I stay, do I go, uh, do, I, do I remain, uh, all those decisions. Um, and, 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 and the key uh, to this, uh, and a key to this uh, parable uh, that Jesus is sharing is that he's saying that all these decisions that we make in life has a consequence. And therefore, we need to make sure that we're making the right decisions in life, right? And how is the question, how? And Jesus said we have something very simple here, uh, very straightforward, uh, but we're going to try to unpack it. Uh, and it, this, this, is, uh, this is actually uh, in the passage that we just read. Uh, and he said this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 26. He says this, he says, Therefore, whoever hears this saying of mine and does them. Uh, for the wise men, and then for the foolish men, he said, whoever listens to this saying of mine and does not do them. You know, I shared how this is like the end of the Sermon of the Mount. Uh, and uh, even if you read uh, towards the end and the passage before that, uh, Jesus was talking, you, you see the word, a lot of the, the, the word hear and listen popping up. It's like Jesus telling the crowd, you know, guys, listen, listen, I'm coming to an end, listen, pay attention, right? Uh, and, and, and here, the simple truth is this, to make right decisions in life, the key here is to hear and to do. Yeah. To hear and to do. Sounds simple, right? Uh, which brings me to my two points today. 
uh, two questions uh, that I want to leave us, and then I've got one final question as a, as a take-home point uh, to think about. Uh, but two questions uh, for our point today. Number one, we talk about hearing. The Bible says uh, in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the question is this, and the question that we always get, and I personally challenge, uh, I'm challenged, I felt challenged to ask this question in my life many, many times, especially growing up, uh, is this, do I really know what God is saying? Anyone, say, anyone ask that question before? I know in, 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 in Bristol, you know, uh, and myself, myself certainly, we always ask some form of questions like that, you know. How do I know uh, that I'm actually hearing God? How do I hear God's voice? Uh, how do I know that, you know, God is talking to me? Uh, and, um, and, you know, in church, I grew up in church, right? Uh, 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 very privileged to grow up in a Christian family. And going to church, uh, you know, when we talk about hearing from God, um, uh, and even, you know, if you try researching on, online, you know, how to hear from God, uh, often you come across a few things. Uh, and we're going to talk that, we're going to go through that in terms of, number one, we're going to start exploring how does God speak to us? Right, uh, growing up in church, I always thought of uh, God speaking to me through the, the the fire, the burning bush that never burned, uh, or you know, uh, a loud thundering voice. Uh, but and then in church, you always hear, "Oh, uh, still small voice." I go like, "What still small voice?" <laughs> I don't want to hear a still small voice. I want to hear God loud and clear, right? Uh, and and then and then and then when you do a bit more research, you read, you know. Uh, uh, no, no doubt God can speak to you through visions, through dreams. God can speak to you through a loud thundering voice. God can speak to you uh, through uh, uh, a burning bush if he, if he wants to. Uh, but uh, what you realize is, uh, even the Bible uh, uh, talks about this a bit, uh, is that you know God speaks to us in many ways. Uh, and uh, one, one way is through the Holy Spirit. You know, I love how uh, just now uh, uh, Sun Tao, talks about the Holy Spirit like the wind. In fact, the Bible also talks about the Holy Spirit uh, being our helper. Uh, you know, Jesus uh, in uh, John chapter 14, verse 26, uh, says this, uh, that, um, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will bring to you, will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Uh, what God has promised here, what Jesus has promised here is that he says there will be a helper in, and that is the Holy Spirit that will be with us, right? What does that mean? Uh, it means that, you know, we've got the Holy Spirit in us and the Holy Spirit speaks to us uh, internally. He uh, speaks to us personally. Uh, and I don't know about you, but, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, going through life, you know, you will, you know, have what we call this thing called conscience uh, and, and um, you know, sometimes, you know, I think of it as, you know, it's just my thoughts, it's just my thoughts. Uh, it's just me. Uh, but what you realize is, uh, if you let in to that voice, sometimes that's the silver voice in, in your heart. Uh, I'll tell you how we will go further. We'll go, we'll go further into you know how do we know that that voice is 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 God's voice. Uh, but uh, the other way that God speaks to us is through uh, other people, uh, other people that affirms what you think you've heard from God. Uh, and, 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 and I think in my life, you know, uh, I have a privilege, you know, to walk alongside uh, or to grow uh, in, in church uh, and to, you know, have amazing people in my life. Uh, people who were there for me, people who were there to uh, mentor me, uh, people who were there uh, to where I could share 
uh, struggles in life, share uh, things I'm going through, share uh, my questions with uh, people I can think of, you know, it's like, you know, Pastor Dave. Uh, that's why uh, uh, when he comes back, surely I'll say, you know, Pastor Dave, I miss you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, someone who, 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 uh, who is there to be able to affirm things. And, and the, the crazy thing is this, you know, sometimes, sometimes uh, God uses different ways together to speak to us, right? Sometimes, you know, I have this thought of my mind going like, you know, maybe I should do this uh, or maybe I shouldn't do this. Uh, and, and, uh, and sometimes I don't even have to tell Pastor Dave. Somehow Pastor Dave knows. Uh, he goes, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I was just thinking about this and uh, yeah, have you, have you thought about this or not doing this? Uh, and, and, and that only happens, right, when you, are, uh, when you allow someone else in your life to speak over you. Uh, you allow someone in your life to be able to, uh, 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 you're accountable to. Uh, and, and that's why it's very important to have a community, have someone that you can be accountable to. So God uses other people to speak to us as well. Uh, and the third thing is that God also uses His Word to speak to us. Uh, in fact, what we just read just now, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, to hear God's, to, to, to hear uh, is to uh, to hear by the word of God, and God speak to us through His word, and we're so privileged to have the Bibles in our hands, in our devices. Uh, the question is this: Are we tapping into all of that? Um, are we tapping into all of that? You know, uh, we talk a bit about you know God, how God speak to us, right? Uh, and I know you know when when you know God speak to us, through our Holy Spirit, God speak to us through uh, uh, other people, God speak to us through His word, right? And and. You know, I always thought, okay, this is how God speaks to me. But how do I know then uh, if, you know, I think God is speaking to me, uh, how do I know that it's actually God? How do I know, you know, that this voice that I'm hearing, it's really God? Uh, and the key to this is this. Um, if you will turn with me to John, uh, and we're going to read John chapter, 40, uh, sorry, John chapter 10, we're going to read first verse 14 to verse 16. Now this, to give you a bit of context while you're turning there, is Jesus uh, talking about uh, probably this verse or this, this phrase that we all hear a lot about is that uh, my sheep knows my voice. Uh, and Jesus giving the parable, of the parable of the good shepherd and about the sheep knowing his voice. Uh, and in John chapter 10, verse 14 to 16, it says this, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. Let's turn to also verse 22 to verse 27, which is uh, further down after this. So Jesus uh, spoke about this parable, uh, and we're just going to jump down to, to later on, uh, where it talks about you know, people being div div divided. They heard this, and then they go div divided. Some said, you know, he has a demon. Some said, how can it be uh, that he has a demon in him? Uh, and in verse 22, it says here, Now it was a festival of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? You are the Christ. If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, 
they bear witness of me, but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I say to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus is saying here that my sheep, us, hears his voice. So how do you recognize God's voice? Going back to what Jesus shared earlier on, uh, and what we read about, simply in chapter 10, verse 14, Jesus says this, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and am known by my own. The first step to be able to recognize God's voice is to first to know Him. Uh, the very first step to recognize someone's voice, right? If uh, Sam, I guess, uh, <laughs> shouts at me from down the street, uh, I probably can tell it's Sam uh, because I know Sam. <laughs> but have you been there before where you're walking down the street and you, you, you thought you heard someone yelling your, your name and you, you try to turn around and go like, you know, who is this calling me? Uh, and I don't know who that person is, right? Uh, and, 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 and sometimes you go, oh, ah, for me, it happens a lot of times where you know, people go, yeah, go like, turn around and go like, who are you again? <laughs> uh, I say it in my heart, okay? I say, ah, hi. Uh, 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 but but the, the, the thing is this, before you get to recognize someone's voice, you have to know that person first, right? Uh, and it's the same with us and God. To be able to know God's voice or distinguish God's voice is to first know Him. Why is it so important? And how do you know Him? Know Him through His Word. Uh, that's why it's so important to read His Word. And why is it so important? Because His Word tells us who God is. It tells us who He is. And, and, and to know that His voice is, you know, to be able to recognize His voice is to know that what we are hearing is consistent with what God, who, who God is. Uh, if, if what you're hearing uh, is consistent with who God is, you know, you know that that is God. Uh, you know, many... Uh, you know, growing up, <laughs> I have this really bad habit uh, where uh, God had to work with me uh, and teach me this uh, because every time I come to God in prayer, you know, we talk about the life being, you know, having winds and waves and, you know, houses having winds and waves, right? Every time I come to God, uh, I come to God for answers. Yeah? Have you all been there? Have you all been there? Where you go, uh, yeah, I need to make this decision in life or I've got this problem in life and I need to make this decision. So I've been praying. Uh, my mom will always say, have you prayed? My dad would say, have you prayed? Yeah, I've been praying. Uh, yeah, I've been praying and asking God. Uh, and how many of you have been there going, I've been praying and praying and praying, but I've not heard anything. Yeah? I've not heard an answer. Uh, and and <laughs> growing up, I like to do this, right? I like to go, okay, uh, God, you tell me what to do. So I'm going to close my eyes, throw my Bible in the air, and then just point my finger down. The first verse I see that's you, God, telling me what to do, right? That's your word. God, that is your word, right? That is you telling me what to do, your commandments, your instructions, right? Uh, how many of you know that doesn't work? Sometimes it works, right? Sometimes it goes, oh, Matthew chapter 6, do not worry. Oh, yeah, God, you're so good. <laughs> oh, God, you're so good. You say, don't worry, you will clothe me, uh, you will provide for me, right? Uh, and then sometimes you point your finger and go, oh, Judas hang himself. Uh... <laughs> Hold up, God. <laughs> right? Uh, what I'm trying to say here is, right, is that it doesn't work. We're okay, so okay to have fun. Is that, no, that's not how we should be approaching God. It's not, God, tell me what to do. Uh, tell God, tell me what to do. God will tell you what to do. Uh, but what I learned in my life uh, is that before you go, you know, God, tell me the answer. God, tell me the answer. It's first, God, tell me who you are. God, show me who you are. Because until you know the shepherd, 
you won't be able to follow him. So even if he's telling you what to do, you won't be able to recognize his voice. And therefore, you won't be able to follow him. And so it's very important for us to know the shepherd. So how do you know that you're hearing from God? Well, get to know him first. I grew up going, you know, God, I want to hear from you, from you. Tell me this, tell me that. Tell me, you know, my purpose in life. And God says, you know, you just need to know me. Your pur- you, will, you will know your purpose when you know me. And that's very good. And that's very powerful. Uh, because when you start knowing God, you realize that he is indeed a good shepherd. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. And yeah, just like how building on the rock, even when the wind, the waves come and hit your house, your life, you know that you will stand firm, not because of the house that you built, not because of the life and the success that you built, but because of the rock that you have that's holding you, uh, uh, holding your life together. Um, and that someone is someone you can trust. You know, uh, the other thing, you know, uh, is that I had to learn as well. Uh, and this kind of go back, this goes back to the point of knowing God, is learning how to see God in the things in life. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we, I think of, uh, when I think about God, right, I think about, you know, uh, yeah, there's almost like a separation. Subconsciously, there's a separation of, you know, uh, my faith and my life. Right, and how many have been there going, well, something happened to me, and you know, coincidentally, uh, things happen. Uh, luckily, you know, this happened, fortunately, this happened. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I grew up doing that, you know, even though I, I grew up a Christian, I grew up going, oh, yeah, uh, when I, I know I don't study for my exams, or right, I write, rather, I study last minute, right, uh, and then I thought I did very badly, and then my, my results comes out, and you know, pretty good. I'm like, oh, lucky, lucky. Or the question that come out, uh, come out that, you know, uh, we're lucky, lucky. You know, I was just uh, talking to uh, Kareen on the way here uh, from, uh, from, uh, from their, their house. <laughs> and, and, and uh, yeah, uh, Kareen asked me this question. Uh, what was it? Yeah, you asked me, uh, so... Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Chris Karin asked me, you know, how did you end up uh, in Bristol? Yeah, how did you end up in Bristol? Uh, and I said to her, I kind of stumbled there. Uh, <laughs> because the story is this, right? The story is this. Uh, and I shared this with her. I said, the story is this, that when I graduated, well, when I was doing my A-levels, uh, how many of you from Malaysia? Yeah, you're familiar with the UCAS system? Yeah, yeah, cool. So my, my mom uh, teaches in Sunway College, uh, one of the colleges that does A-levels. Uh, and uh, when I was a student, she was teaching there. Uh, and she was, uh, a, uh, she was uh, the, helping out with, you know, UCAS application for, for the college, right? Uh, and when I was doing my A-levels, thinking about, you know, my degree, uh, I thought, you know, I want to, I, I, I didn't think about coming to the UK. I just thought to myself, yeah, let's comfortably stay at home. Uh, I like it. I like it in Malaysia, right? Uh, and, you know, comfortable, got parents, parents cook for me. Uh, I, yeah, and, you know, I got my aircon uh, that I don't have to worry about uh, and, and all that stuff, right? Uh, and so I didn't bother applying for the UK uh, until, like, the very last day. Uh, and then my mom was like, hey, just try lah. Just try. Uh, so the, I think the last sort of few days, 
I just applied, right? And I wanted to come here to do engineering, uh, specifically aeronautical engineering. Uh, and <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> I see Joshua laughing, smiling there. <laughs> Uh, and and what happened was, um, so I applied right, but because I applied very late, uh, what I did uh, is just go onto the just Google best university in the UK for aeronautical engineering, uh, and <laughs> and yeah, then you get your rankings right, you get your rankings. Uh, Bristol was one of the top few, uh, and then you got a lot of other, other places like Imperial, your Oxbridge, uh, all that other universities, right? Uh, and I went okay. First one, not available. Second one, not available. Uh, all the way down, the first available one was Bristol. So I applied for Bristol. And then there were other universities like Loughborough, uh, Swindon, I think, was one of the other ones. Uh, there's a few other universities that I applied for, right? Uh, uh, just because, you know, based on whether they're available and, and, and basically the first five that was available on that list, I just applied for, right? Uh, and I got an offer. Uh, and uh, to come to Bristol, and I accepted the offer, uh, and got my results, and I was ready to come. Uh, and then somehow, you know, things things happened, and uh, my uh, parents started uh, worrying that you know I won't be able to find a job in the U in, in the in Malaysia uh, as an aeronautical engineer because, uh, yeah, because there's not a lot of opportunities back home. Uh, and uh, I guess for me also, I didn't really know what I want to do. Right, uh, aeronautical engineering just sounded cool. Uh, and I, I like science. Uh, I, I, I'm sure it's amazing. But, but, but I guess I, for me, it was like, I like science. I kind of like the sound of aeronautical. Uh, so yeah, aeronautical engineering, it is, right? Uh, and so I wasn't sure what I wanted to do as well. And my parents suggested, you know, why not, you know, other options like, you know, accounting, medicine. I knew I didn't want to do medicine. Uh, um, and so I, I, you know, I said, you know, yeah, why not just try accounting? Right, uh, and so I just called University of Bristol and I said, uh, "Can I switch course?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure," uh, just like that, right? So I switched course, uh, and then I came to the UK, right? Uh, came to Bristol. That's that's what I meant by I stumbled uh, to to Bristol. Uh, I stumbled my way here because a lot of things happened uh, that uh, before coming here, it came started from well, I'm not going to come to the UK to to course change course, uh, and then uh, and then yeah, stumbling my way here, going, uh, "Okay, I'm finally here." Doing a course that, uh, well, initially not want, not planning to be here, and now doing a course that I didn't initially apply for, right? And yeah, I remember then the first day arriving in the UK, uh, in Bristol, I remember going to this hall uh, called Higher Baker Hall, uh, and this hall was very far from university, uh, <laughs> like very far, like forty-five minutes walk. And back then they were doing some; it was a fairly new hall, and they were doing a lot of um, constructions. Uh, so they were building up the, 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 the university. Now there's a lot of, you know, uh, that area is very nice. There's buses that actually go in. Uh, last time you have to walk like 10 minutes out to get to the bus, to get to the bus. Uh, and the bus is not very frequent, so you tend to just walk 45 minutes to university. Uh, and and uh, so I was there, you know, like, why am I stuck here, right? Uh, and I went down to register myself, uh, and they said, you know, why not just leave all your bags here? Uh, I have my two 40kg bags, right? They leave all your bags here uh, and just go to your room. You got your keys, your welcome packs. Uh, just go to your room. Uh, so I went up to my room and uh, took all my stuff. Uh, the, yeah, my tags, my chocolates, and my coupons. Uh, and I opened my door. 
And as I opened my door, right in front of me was another person staring back at me. Uh, <laughs> was another person sitting on the floor staring back at me. Uh, and uh, he would agree. Uh, he looked Filipino, right? Uh, and and <laughs> so I was like, wait. Uh, so I was like, am I in the wrong room? But my keys work, right? And, and this guy said, oh, hey, Tiong, right? I was like, yes. Uh, yeah, and, and this person, basically, his name is Abel. Uh, and he is from Singapore. He also jokes and says he looks like Filipino, uh, but he's from Singapore. Uh, and uh, he says, you know, I'm just helping, I'm a second year student here, and uh, I was just, I'm part of the CU, the Christian Union. I'm one of the leaders here in the High Baker Christian Union. Uh, and I'm back here just to help people move. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, and then he says, are you interested in joining CU? <laughs> uh, and me, if you know me, I'm very, uh, it's amicable, the right word. I'm, I, I say yes to a lot of things, uh, even though I don't want to, right? <laughs> uh, so I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> and, 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 and what I didn't know was me, when, my first, when I came to the UK, right, I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm here by accident. I'm here, you know, I stumbled my way here. I'm not doing something that I don't want to do. I don't want to, wanted to be here in the first place. Plus, you know, when I, uh, when I grew up in church, you know, um, somehow, you know, when I came here, it was, for me, it was like, the, the flight ticket was more than just a flight ticket. It was a ticket to freedom. Freedom from having to go to, go to church. Freedom from having to do any churchy things. Uh, and and so, so, so I thought, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> and lo and behold, I met this guy, the first person I met in Bristol, in High Baker Hall. Uh, and uh, he doesn't even live in the hall. He lives in a city, so it's like 45 minutes walk. And every Sunday, he will text me, Dong, are you ready to go to church? I'm like, uh, yes. Uh, I cannot say no, because you know why? He comes to the hall to pick me up. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, back then, I kind of go like, you this. Yeah, what are you doing, man? Uh, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Uh, uh, and, and lo and behold, I didn't know that this was God's way uh, and God's plan of getting me ready, uh, getting me, growing me. Uh, it started from having this person uh, just being there, challenging me, uh, bringing me to church into second year. Uh, and funny thing is, I met Abel not long ago. Uh, and now he's married, he has a kid. And, and I, yeah, I met him because uh, I was in Singapore and I said, you know, hey, I want to catch up for a while, uh, for, you know, for a bit. Uh, and I haven't been back in, to go home for a long time, right? Uh, and he says, I'm surprised you still remember me. Uh, and I said, bro, you don't know how much, how much impact you had in my life. Uh, and for him, he's like, you know, wow, I was just being faithful. I was just being faithful to that one person. Uh, and, and what I didn't know was then second year came. Right? And this is where you know, we talk about how God uses other people to challenge you. you know, second year came, and I thought to myself, you know, be having, I've been going through one year of you know, actually being challenged in my faith. Right? Uh, actually seeing someone uh, that put faith into practice. Someone who actually, you know, I looked at his life and I go like, wow, you, you come and just pick me up for church. But I feel blessed by that. Uh, I'm blessed by that. Uh, and um, and I remember him uh, just having that thought and second year, uh, towards the end of my first year, I thought to myself, you know, yeah, I felt God challenging me as well as, as I grew in my personal journey with God. Uh, I felt God challenging me saying, you know, second year, why not give me more? 
Uh, and you know, I had that, mind, that thought in my mind for a while. And then, lo and behold, Abel came to me and said, uh, yeah, by the way, uh, I've done my term for this year as a CU leader, because uh, it's one year, one year, one year, uh, and only the second year's take over. So he says, you know, uh, looking for someone to take over, uh, are you up for it? Uh, and, you know, I didn't want to say yes. So I said the very Christian answer of, let me pray about it. Let me pray about it, okay? Uh, if God tells me yes, then yes. So this, this is how you know that, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if you say the answer, if you say that before, uh, guess what? Uh, the answer is always yes, because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't listen to the devil. Uh, the answer is always yes, right? Uh, but, you know, I was praying uh, over the summer, and I sensed God saying this, would you give me more? Would you give me more? Would you give me more? Would you give me your second year? And second year came, and I said, Lord, Second year, I give you. But third year, don't touch me. <laughs> I was very honest with God. I said, second year, I give you. Third year, you don't touch me. Third year, 60%. Cannot. Uh, <laughs> second year, can. Right? Uh, and little did I know, second year was when I met this person called John Lim. The person who came and said, uh, so I was doing Abel's role. I was helping people move, right? Uh, and, and, and I helped John Lim move. And this person who came from Malaysia saying, first thing he asked me was, is there any good churches around? Uh, or is there any churches around? I said, no, there's a few. Uh, there's, you know, this church, Woodland Church. There's, you know, uh, the, the, the Emmanuel Church. Uh, I go to uh, this other church called Alma, because uh, it's on Alma Road. Uh, and, and he was like, oh, cool. I was like, are you interested? I can invite you. you I can, I can, you know, we can go to, Sunday together, uh, go to church on Sunday together. Then he was like, oh. Yeah, you know, he said, I want to start something. I want to start a church. Uh, and that was, that was uh, the birth of X Bristol. Uh, and I didn't know that me saying to God, after a first year of being challenged, well, starting my first year going, you know, I don't want to be involved in anything. Uh, I will, this is my freedom, finally, uh, into God having a plan, bringing someone in my life, challenge me, growing me, into second year going, you know, Lord, I'm saying yes to giving you my second year thinking that it was only going to be CU, into then having someone coming and say, I want to start something in church, uh, in, in Bristol. Uh, it's going to be called X Bristol. Are you interested? I said, I said, maybe. Uh, if you know the story, if I'm honest, if I'm honest you know, I said, maybe. Uh, and I didn't appear for the first three weeks. Uh, <laughs> I didn't appear for the first three weeks, then I came in the fourth week. Uh, and even as I was there, I sensed it was three of us I could feel that you know, this was something that God wanted me to be at, uh, where God wanted me to be at. Um, and what I'm trying to say here is this, is that uh, you know, we read just now uh, in John chapter 10, uh, verse um, 22 to 27, right? Uh, after Jesus was sharing about uh, his sheep knowing his voice. It says here in verse 22 to 24, people was, after hearing this, they said to Jesus, you know, why, why do you not just tell us plainly? He say, you know, why do you keep us in doubt? Why do you not just tell us plainly that you are Christ if you are, right? And Jesus' answer was this in verse 25. He says, I told you, but you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. Because you are not my sheep, so you don't believe me. I say to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. You know how many of us have gone through life and go, yeah, what a coincidence. 
what a coincidence, not seeing God in the picture when actually God is in the scenes moving. And, I, I, and for me, I had to learn that and go, you know, the little things in life is to learn to see, yeah, God is moving in that area in my life. This happened because, yeah, it's not by coincidence, it's not by luck. Uh, God was there all along. Uh, and God is saying here that, you know, I've been doing things, uh, saying to the people, you know, who say, you know, why, you don't be, why, why do you tell us plainly? He said, you know, I've been telling you my works bears witness, but you don't believe, but you don't believe. Uh, and when we start seeing that, we start seeing God uh, in our life more. And when we start seeing God more in our life, we start being more thankful. And we start being more thank you, thankful. We start seeing more of God's goodness in our life as well. And that's where you get to know God better. Yeah? So hearing God, uh, hearing God, do I really know what God is saying to me? Then the second thing to do is this, as simple as this. Are we really doing what God is saying? As simple as that. Uh, and that basically means, are we obeying what God is telling us? You know, every decision that we have to make, are we taking that decisions in obedience unto God? Are we, are we saying, you know, God, if you challenge me to do this, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Uh, uh, if you say jump, I ask how high, not why. Uh, and and uh, being obedient is not easy, right? Being obedient is not easy. Um, even in the parable that we just read, right? The parable of the wise and foolish builder, right? Jesus said the wise builder was the uh, was the one uh, that built on the rock. How many of us know that it's easier to build on the sand than the rock? Rock, you have to kind of crack the ground, crack the rock uh, to get your whatever foundations uh, planted in there. Sand, you just dig, right? Just dig, and then you can plant. Uh, it's so much easier, so much more easier to, uh, to build on the sand uh, than the rock. And it's never going to be easy uh, because God... Uh, when God challenges us to do something, uh, it's something that to, it's, it's to help us grow. Uh, and the only thing that will help us grow is when it becomes uncomfortable. Uh, uh, you can't grow when it's comfortable. Uh, when you're comfortable, you just want to stay. Uh, it's when you're uncomfortable, that's when you grow. Just like how, uh, when I came to the UK feeling uncomfortable, being uncomfortable, being challenged by this person uh, that uh, I barely know, uh, is when I started growing. And how do I know that if you want to assess your life as well and how to know whether you, know, you, are, you, are, you are doing and you're being obedient, you're doing God's word, uh, it's as simple as this as well. God, uh, Jesus, uh, we talk about this being the last uh, ending of his, his Sermon of the Mount. Just two, uh, just, uh, two passages above that, uh, before this, uh, Jesus talked about the fruit, about bearing fruit. And he says that a fruit... Uh, is uh, you, you could tell a tree from its fruit. A good tree will bear good fruit. A bad tree can bear, will bear, cannot bear good fruit. You can only bear bad fruit. What does fruit represent? Fruit represents a lot of things, right? Uh, those those uh, science students in our midst, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but fruits uh, is there. When, when you, a fruit helps, I guess, when you see a fruit, it helps you recognize the tree, right? You see an apple tr fruit on a tree, you go, that's an apple tree, right? You see a mango fruit on a tree, mangoes on a tree, yeah, mangoes, mangoes, on, a tree. <laughs> mangoes, mangoes on a tree, you say, that's a mango tree, right? 
uh, 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 fruit helps us recognize a tree. Uh, and one thing I always try, I ask myself this is, can people see which tree I'm from? Can people see God in my life? Uh, people that do not, that, you know, uh, do not know Him, can they see uh, God in my life? That's bearing fruit. Uh, what else does fruit do? Fruit re- reproduce. Fruit is there to reproduce. Uh, am I multiplying? Uh, am I, by saying multiplying, am I, am I uh, uh, sharing? Am I sharing uh, what God has given me? Uh, am I helping others uh, to grow? Uh, am I helping others in their, in, their, in their walk? Am I sharing the good news? Am I multiplying the good news? And the third thing is this. A fruit is there to bless others. How many of you love eating fruits? Yeah? Yeah? Uh, and you know the trees, uh, the, the trees, no, the birds, uh, <laughs> the birds uh, get filled by the fruits. They're blessed by just the tree producing fruits. Uh, and how do you know that you're bearing fruit if when what God has given you is being used to bless others? Um, and so hearing and doing may sound simple, and it is, uh, but it takes getting to know God. And through that, getting to know His voice. And once you heard His voice, being obedient to what He says. You know, I'm going to leave us with this last point. Uh, this takeaway uh, question. And it's this. What does success look like? You know, I've been challenged with this question before. Uh, and it was me praying about you know, what my next step is, you know, how I share, you know, there's all these decisions in life, right? And, you know, I came to a point where I almost, well, I, I, I said, you know, God, I feel that, you know, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been here in a, a while already, uh, and it's time, I, I think it's time for me to go. I think I want to chase, I, I need to be successful in other places. Uh, and the question that came was this, Tiong, Tiong, what does success look like? Uh, and, the thing is this, you know, when you look at a house, right? When I go view a house, going back to the story of viewing a house, uh, I will go, will go to the showroom, you see the furnitures, you see, oh, the walls, oh, nice white walls, you see carpeted ground, carpet or like wood or yeah, whatever, right? Uh, <laughs> nice lighting, you know, face the wind, nice wind, like, you know, nice lighting, uh, a nice neighborhood. You see all of that uh, and... You know, when I go see the houses, I go like, wow, these are amazing, beautiful houses. But what you don't see is the foundations. Uh, you know, my, my parents uh, gave me very wise words when I said, you know, I'm thinking of buying a house. My parents says, you know, make sure you get a surveyor to have a look at the foundations. Because what you don't want is to buy a house that cannot stand. Uh, and, and to be able to check the foundations, you can't do it yourself. You have to get someone who'll be able to do it. Uh, and because it's, the reason for that is because it's hidden. Is hidden, and many times, uh, even as I sense God told, asked me this question, what does success look like to you? You know, I so I said to God, God, success in life, my dream house, success in life, I want to make a million bucks uh, by thirty. God, I want to, you know, uh, have kids when I'm like you know thirty. Uh, I want to have this. I want to have that. God, success in life. You know, I want to be a CEO and a CFO of a big company. And God says, no, no, no. What does success look like? We all see the house. We all want the house. But what does the foundation look like? And God was asking me, you know, what does your success 
where, well, asking question was, where am I in this success? What does success in our walk with Christ look like? You see, the, the bigger dreams we have, the deeper the foundation has to be. You know, I shared how in Higher Baker when I was there, right? Uh, it was still constructing, right? Uh, and right now it's very beautiful. Uh, there's a nice bus station area. That bus goes in. There's like 10 other blocks of flat there. Uh, and the number of people that can stay there is like triple when it used to be. But I remember when I was there that one year, it was dusty. It was just dusty. And all year long, all I hear during the day is tong, 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 tong. Every time I look at the window, I go like, nothing has changed. <laughs> I look at the window, nothing has changed. I started like this, I left, I left Highbaker, looks the same. <laughs> but what happened was, when I came back the next year, after summer, just three months, coming back, you go there, you go, oh, this place is now open, ready for 200 more students to live in. And you see, we always look at the building, the house, the success, what it looks like outward. But actually, to get that building up that high, that quickly, the foundation has to be deep enough. And so the more we dream, what I've learned is, the bigger our dream, the bigger our foundation has to be. And let's continue to get to know God in a deeper way uh, and, and, to, and to listen and to obey His voice. I'm just going to invite uh, the worship team up uh, to just uh, uh, lead us in worship. Uh, and I'm just close us in prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you, God, for today. We thank you, Lord, that your word is powerful. It's alive. God, um, Lord, even as we... Different one of us here, maybe, myself included, Lord, uh, are going through life. And, you know, some of us, Lord, may have decisions that we need to make. Some of us may be going through a season of just a storm, a season of uh, where, you know, it feels like the walls of our lives are being hit by the rain, by the wind. And some of us maybe is deciding on what to do next. God, I don't know what different ones are going through, but you do. And God, I want to pray for each and every one of my brothers and sisters here. God, would you speak to us? Lord, would you let your voice, God, be so much more clearer in our lives. Help us, God, uh, to want to know you. Help us, Lord, to want to know you, uh, to know your voice. Uh, and help us, Lord God, to be obedient to your word. God, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.